Thanks for joining us today on the Forward Church Irvington podcast. Here's Pastor Cassie Driver with session one from our Refresh Women's Conference. Pray with me right before you're seated, and then I'll let you sit down, and I'll let you be refreshed because you've been standing up for a long time. Lord, I thank you for these ladies. I thank you for what you're going to do in their life. They are here to be refreshed by you. And someone's coming in, Lord, with a soul that is thirsty. And you are the well that never runs dry. And I pray that your spirit be manifest in this house. I pray that your word go out with power. And it would increase someone's faith today in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Say amen. Uh, You guys, look at your neighbor and say, you look good. You look good. You ladies can be seated in the presence of the Lord. You look so good. You all look great. You look beautiful. So how many of you are having a great time so far? Good. I'm so excited. I have anticipated this day. Again, you've been prayed over. We're just believing that God is going to use this day to pour into you. We are praying when you leave here, you're just like, Yes, I'm refreshed. I can take on my next week. But I want to share, I'm going to share a word with you this morning. And in our afternoon session, my friend Miss Pam is going to come. She's incredible. Somebody give Miss Pam and her friend Michelle. Will you ladies stand? Will you stand up? I'm sorry. They are here. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be bringing, Miss Pam's going to be bringing you the word. Michelle is her armor bearer this weekend. And uh, they have uh, co-authored a book together that is for a spirit-filled woman's Bible study. How many of you are excited to see that come out I am there is a card about that in every one of your bags so you take that card home and when the book is ready you'll be able to order it they're going to bring the word but I'm going to be here just for a short while this morning to talk to you about being fruitful Um, you know the difference between men and women there's a little controversy over that in 2023 but is that God designed a woman to be fruitful and to bear and not just children Not just physical children, but spiritual children, and to bear spiritual fruit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I begin, I want you to uh, focus on the screen, and we're going to watch a little video here. Female is designed by God to receive. And whatever she receives, she incubates, multiplies it, and gives it back to the male. She was built to do that. So whatever you give a woman, she'll receive it. Multiply it and give it back to you. If you give a woman a sperm, you'll never get a sperm back. She'll multiply it and give you a baby. If you give her a house, she'll multiply it and give you a home. If you give her groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her frustration, she'll multiply it. Yeah. I'm just saying, so brothers, we got any multipliers in the house. Like what you are I'm just saying, any fruitful ladies. what you're giving. That's good. That's good. Thank you, media team. Give our media team a hand. I love that so much. You know, we're giving groceries. We make a meal. Before we get married, we're given the bachelor pad that has no curtains, no decorative pillows, no throws, nothing. 
It's like, how did you even live here before I came? This is like caveman experience. And then we come in with all of our decor and our 5,742 decorative pillows, and we turn that house into a home. Women are multipliers. We are made to be fruitful. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you will open up your Bible with me, Mark 11, 12 through 19. Now, normally here we stand for the reading of God's Word, but this is what I I want you to do today. And I want you to know that I enter into this message with the same honor and reverence. But I want you to get your notes, get your notebook out, get your phone out, get ready to take some notes because I believe that this word, you're going to be able to take something from it and take it home with you. And so I'm going to allow you to sit so that you're in note-taking position. Okay, so a lot of times we stand for the reading of God's word, but this is why we're going to sit today and do it a little different. Mark 11, 12 through 19. Uh, the fig tree withered. It says, now the next day, and it'll be on the screen. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, yes. For it was not season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Move on. Jesus cleanses the temple. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and seats of those who sold doves. Somebody say, send the dove out. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it into a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out from the city. I want you to pray with me one more time. Lord, I love you. Thank you for this word. I pray that you would anoint me to communicate with clarity. I pray that something that is said would bring life to someone, would, would increase someone's faith. I pray that no lady would leave here the same way she walked in in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's ladies again said amen right so this seems so intense that Jesus cursed this poor little fig tree this is a hard story because we like have our awesome Lord and then he walks by this fig tree and he curses it and it dies and it just seems like why did this happen and um but you know what when you plant a fig tree what do you expect to grow on that fig tree Absolutely. When you plant an apple tree, what do you expect to grow on that tree? Absolutely. You expect that tree to do what it was designed to do and bear fruit. And, but this tree was different. Though it was not the season, Jesus knew the tree was barren, even though it was out of season. And this is because on a fig tree, the leaves and the fruit come out at the same time. So if there are leaves, there should be fruit. There should be fruit, right? So I want to talk about why this happened and the mindset that Jesus was in. Now you need to understand that this happened on Passion Week. This was Monday of Passion Week, the week that Jesus, so this is just four days before Jesus would die on the cross. This was just four days that he come up on this fruitless tree that had the appearance of being fruitful, but was not fruitful. 
because the leaves made it appear as if that tree should be bearing fruit. It has leaves, but it had no fruit. So why would this grieve Jesus' heart on Passion Week? It's because fig trees, if you're taking notes, blessed are the note takers. Fig trees are a symbol of Israel in the Bible. And we find this in Jeremiah 8.13. I'm not going to read it, but it's a reference. Check it out. And Hosea 9 and 10. Just so you know, I didn't like pull that off Google and be like, fig trees are a symbol of Israel. And you're like, well, how do I know that? Check it out. Jeremiah 8.13, Hosea 9 and 10. Israel were God's chosen people. They were literally the people that Jesus was coming to die for that very week. That very week. And Yet, they had turned into a people who said they loved the, the Father, God, while rejecting the Son. They, they, had all, they had all of these professions of righteousness and maintained all external forms of godliness. But while professing that they were God's people, they rejected the Son of God. And Jesus was fixing to die for those people who were bearing much leaves but no fruit. And if we aren't careful, we can fall into that trap today. Because people in our world now are fascinated with anything supernatural. Anything. You just, you just turn on any media. We are fascinated with supernatural. But not every fascination with things that are supernatural are attached to the sun, are attached to Jesus. Words like manifesting, words like spiritual are very popular in our culture. But we have to make sure that those aren't just forms, but they are attached to the God-man, Jesus Christ, right? And we know this because John 14 and 6 says, He is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I got some Bible readers in here. Yes. And no one comes to the Father except through me. This is not dated theology. It is still relevant in 2023. It is still relevant in a culture that says we all get to create our own path. We all get to go to our own Eden one day. The Word, according to the Scripture, the Word of God, no one comes to the Father except through the Son. And Israel had become a people who were used to going through the motions of religion. However, when God sent his son to them, they weren't even able to recognize that he had sent them who they had been longing for. They were so wrapped up in their religiosity that they did not have spiritual eyes to see or spiritual ears to hear when Jesus was standing right in front of them. And so now we have a better understanding of why would Jesus have been so harsh on that sweet little fig tree. And this is why. The high price he was about to give his life freely for those people. The people who said, we want the Messiah to come. And he was standing there saying, I'm him. I am him. And they were so busy making sacrifices. They were so busy doing all these religious things. They had all the leaves, but they had no fruit. What about us, ladies? 
What about us? We have to receive Jesus as Lord. But even after we receive him as Lord, we have got to make sure that our lives, our spiritual lives, are not just full of leaves, but are full of fruit. As women of God, if I have any point today, anything that I'm like, this is the one thing I want you to take home with you. As women of God, we need lives filled with spiritual fruit, not just leaves, which are the appearance of spiritual fruit because it's really easy in 2023 with social media and all the great things we have to have an appearance a form of godliness but denying the power thereof and this is what was happening in this time with Israel and that fig tree was a representation of that you know we can serve in the church we can go to the conference we can post the scriptures and all the fun little pretty scriptures on Facebook we can have all the leaders But if we don't have the fruit, our lives are going to be null and void of the power of God. But the great thing is that all of us can be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. It is not for an elect few. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us and gives us the ability to not be a barren tree any longer, to not be a tree that just produces leaves any longer, but be a tree planted firmly that produces much fruit. Let's dive into the Word of God. Galatians 5, 19 through 22 says this, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling. This is a long list. Jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all sins like these. And I just want to pause right here. Because we all in the church like to preach on the the sexual immorality, the lustful pleasures, and the idolatry. But notice here it also says quarreling, which means constantly arguing, being hostile all of the time, not being able to control ourselves in anger, lashing out. Those are in that same list as people who are sexually impure but we like to preach on the one side of the list and not on the other side of the list okay and those are that those are that this it's all one list he didn't list them in order there was just a lot of them and he just put them all in there right so let's move on let's move on let me tell you again as I have before that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God that sounds harsh but wait Because he doesn't leave it there. Because when I was a girl, they'd be preaching that. They'd be preaching right up to about verse 21. And they would have you feeling the flames. You know what I'm saying? You went to the altar every Sunday. Because even if you wasn't on that list, you thought you was on that list. You was like, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to go back up there in case something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. And, and sometimes I feel like the world we live in now is completely opposite. And I'm like, they had something going for them. Because we were up in that altar. Okay, let's go back. 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Somebody say fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
How many of you know in 2023, we can still access that fruit. We can just pull it right off that tree. It's on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. He will give us self-control. And according to to the word of God, it says there are no law against these things. If you are bearing these things, there's no law against you. If we have a leafy life, we can look godly on Facebook. We can look godly in the church house, but still be ruled and conquered by the first list. And not just sexual immorality. And not just the things that were on the first half of the list. We can be ruled by the things that are on the second half of the list. If we're living a leafy life, but not a fruitful life. But if we have fruit, if we have fruit, we can, so if we have leaves, even in public, we can look as if things are good. But when we have fruit, even in private, Even in private, in our homes, in our workplaces, when we're communicating with our spouse, when we're communicating with our children in the confines of our home, then we are bearing, if we are bearing fruit, that is where we are going to really be displaying that Christ-like life, what God wants us to have. If we have a fruitful life, we will have lives filled where even in private places, we have love, we have joy, we have peace, we have patience. Help me, Lord. The Lord knew I was going to preach on spiritual fruit this week and there were things I went through this week and I was like I did not want to have to live through this in order to preach this that is not what I wanted to happen but there were so many times where I was like I hear you and I'm trying to not just be leafy over here I'm trying to have peace I'm trying to have patience I'm trying to have self-control you know I'm trying to have these things you know what fruit may you be bearing in in this season What fruit may you feel like you're lacking in this season? Because when I was studying, when I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me this message, I like to pray through my messages and talk to the Holy Spirit about it. Because His ideas are always so much better than mine. And I said, Lord, what fruit am I lacking in in this season? And I just started going down the list. And for me, just being vulnerable here, it was peace. It was peace. I had, I had allowed, I have allowed things in this season, busyness and, and things such as that, to just cause me to be in a mindset of just like chaos. Anybody ever been there and you just feel like, you're like, everything's like okay, but your mind is just like, you feel like the hamster in the wheel is just never stopping and you lay down at night and your mind is just tormented and you have no peace. Well, God doesn't want you to live that way. God doesn't want you to live that way because you have access to a fruit called peace. And God will give you the peace that passes understanding. Okay, so I want you to think about as you're taking notes today as I'm preaching today, know that the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the fruit of the Spirit. And if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So you have access to love. You have access to joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control all of them listen to what else Galatians 5 16 through 18 says it says so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves 
We've all been there before we fully surrendered to the Lord. And it was like an all-out war where our flesh was fighting our spirit. Maybe it was just me. Maybe y'all wasn't there. But it was like a battle. Your word says I should live instead of making your word try to adapt to the way I want to live. And so that's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide your life and then you won't be doing what your, spirit, your sinful nature craves anymore. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Everyone's sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. You ever been there? Raise your hand if you have felt that fight in your, in your, yes, in your spirit. You have felt that spiritual warfare. That's really real. So you are not free to carry out your own good intentions even when you want to. There's a battle. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law any longer. The Spirit lives in you and gives you freely the opportunity to produce the gifts. That means the Holy Spirit, the third person, of the Trinity is who helps us live lives that are not just leafy but are fruitful. We can't have the fruit of the Spirit without engaging the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. He is not the weird uncle of the Trinity. He is he is the third person of the Godhead. He is it is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you can't have the fruit without him. So access him. If you are saved, he is living on the inside of you. Say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me. This is a prayer, Justin, and I pray often. Show me. Change me and fill me. And when he shows me what I'm bearing in, I write it down. Change me, Lord. Walk me through that process. We'll pray through it and then fill me. Because I don't want to just be empty of one thing. I want to be full of his spirit. And God will never take something away from you that he won't give you something back. That's so much better. The Holy Spirit brings more than just tongues and dancing into our life. He does more. He's more than just for that. He is the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you and teaches you how to walk in the fruit. Not just here, there, in your home. He goes with you, woman of God. When you leave here today, you are not alone. You are not alone when you leave this place. If you are saved, he is with you. And he will help you learn how to live a new way if you've been walking according to your flesh. This is not a sermon of condemnation. This is a sermon that if you are walking that way, there's a better way. And it has already been purchased. You don't have to be good enough to earn it. All you have to do, again, the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can access the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and we should take comfort that we have access to the Holy Spirit, right? We should take comfort that we don't have to teach ourselves how to live a good life, but that the Holy Spirit will walk with us in patience and in gentleness and in love. Remember, He's the author of those fruit. That's the way the Lord walks with you. The Lord doesn't walk with you in judgment and in condemnation and constantly putting you down. 
on. If that's the way you if that's the way you look at God, if that's the way you feel about God, that is not God. That's the way the enemy wants you to think God is so that you won't receive God. Who would receive a God like that? A God that's constantly like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. No, our God is full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He's not going to ask you to have something that is not in his own nature because he made you in his image. He wants you to have his nature. That's his nature toward you as you're walking in this. It's a walk. It's a faith walk, right? It's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, this marathon of faith. You know, we don't get saved and then just arrive. I wish that was how it happened. I thought that was how it happened when I was 14 and I gave my heart to the Lord. And I felt like I could take on hell with a water pistol and gasoline pants. I was like, I have arrived and I've got everything I need. And I learned that there is a process. This faith is a journey until we get home, until we get there. We are not perfected until we get there. And we are always trying to make it to the mark, right? And, but I'm so glad that our God, that they are his fruit. They're his fruit toward us. He wants us to use those fruit in our love and life to him. But he has those same fruit toward us. So we are created to be fruitful multipliers. And now we know what fruit we should be having. But let's continue on in this main text because it is in the next story, I believe we see how we can become fruitful. How do we become fruitful? How to not just live a a leafy life, but a fruitful life. After Jesus cursed the fig tree, he cleanses the temple. Okay, how many of you are familiar with that story, like where Jesus went in and he flipped over the tables? And we all use that story like when we get angry and we want to be sassy and do sassy things. And then we're like, well, Jesus flip the tables in the temple and I tell my boys you are not Jesus stop using that scripture against me in the name look at this Jesus cursed the fig tree but he cleansed the temple and some of you have been sitting under this sermon and you feel so condemned you feel like you have been cursed by God God is not here to curse you. He's here to cleanse you. Because we live under the dispensation of grace. We live after the cross. And this time there had not yet, Jesus had not died. It was holy week, remember? He cursed one thing, but he cleansed another. I praise the Lord that he is not here. Jesus is not here today to curse us, but to cleanse us. How many of you have been cleansed by Jesus, right? You once were lost, but now you're found. You, you once were blind, but, but now you sit... You see, you, you once struggled with sin, but then Jesus forgave you and he cleansed you of those sins. 1 John 1, 8 through 9. 1 John 1, 8 through 9 says this. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and we are not living in the truth. Somebody say, that's right. But don't look at your neighbor. Don't be like, mm-hmm, that's true, that's true. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and we are not living in the truth. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and not only just forgive us, but cleanse us from all wickedness. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He doesn't just forgive us and leave us the same way. He doesn't just forgive us and say, okay. He forgives us and he cleanses us. But that cleansing comes after confession. 
The cleansing comes after confession. And, and we get that out of order sometimes. Continuing um, in verses 15 through 19, Jesus cleansed the temple. And I'm just going to recap it. They came to Jerusalem. Jesus went into the temple. And he began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables and the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he, then he taught them saying, Is it not written that my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves? The people of Israel in this text show disrespect. Again, we see Jesus act in a way that we feel like is so contrary to his character because we see this, um, this anger come out of him and we are like, why? We have got to remember he is fixing to die on the cross. He is fixing to die for the people and make a sacrifice for them and they are buying what he is fixing to purchase for them. Listen to this. That's, and, and the people of Israel were showing disrespect for the temple by using it as a shortcut. They were using the temple as a shortcut. And that's why it says in verse 16, he wouldn't allow anyone to come through anymore or anyone to sell wares. Do you know if we're not careful, we can use our church attendance and our Christianity status as a shortcut? As if our church attendance and the fact that we call ourselves a Christian exempts us anymore from having to make confession to the Father? But we all should continually make confession before the Father. We should all go to him and say, Lord, I'm struggling with this, and I need your forgiveness, and I need your cleansing. That never stops this side of heaven. And if it stopped this side of heaven for you, I'd love to talk to you because I'm missing something. I'm just saying there's always going to be those things you struggle with. We can't just think that because we call ourselves a Christian, we don't have to work to produce spiritual fruit anymore. That, you know, our, our church attendance isn't a check mark that exempts us from having to live an actual Christian life outside of the church and in private, in our home, in our work, in our schools. And we've got to remember that planting, growing, and harvesting fruit has never been an easy job. And it's the same way with spiritual fruit. The priests in this time were benefiting financially by the vendors who were selling the sacrifices. They were making dishonest business transactions, and they were, they were marketing and profiting from the poor. Jesus shows up on the scene, and what was supposed to be a sacred form of confession and repentance and a covering and a cleansing of sin was just a box that they were checking off. They were just purchasing it, and then they were leaving they were leaving. Jesus said, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you've made it into a den of thieves. You've made it into a den where thieves hide, where thieves hide. He was about to purchase their freedom. He was about to purchase and make for them to have freely what was being marketed and what was being sold. And in 2023, we have to beware of people who market what Jesus has already purchased. He purchased our forgiveness. He purchased our healing. He purchased eternal life for us on the cross. That doesn't have to be purchased by your good works. It doesn't have to be purchased by your money. Jesus purchased that for you. I believe in tithing. I believe in being generous. I believe in giving into the house of the Lord is a biblical concept. But we need to realize that Jesus has already purchased what we need. He's already bought it for you, woman of God. You don't have to go out and purchase it for yourself through good works or through monetary value. Even after we come to know Christ, we need to make sure we are repenting. 
That we are going to Him in honesty. We don't need to just keep letting the show go on and play church while sin runs rampant in our life. That is not what the Lord wants from us. So Jesus, knowing all that He's about to endure on the cross that week, He flips over those tables. And there's one specific thing that He said He let go free. Now, there were all manner of sacrifices being sold. They, they bought and sold all different types of sacrifices. But the only one that the Scripture specifically mentions is the dove. It's the dove. It says He let the dove out. It says he knocked that table over and he let those doves out of that cage. Do you know who the, whole, who the dove is a type and a, and a shadow of? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And don't you know that our all-knowing and powerful Jesus stood in front of that dove who he knew represented the Holy Spirit. A dove was what ascended on him when he was baptized. The Holy Spirit in the form of, of a dove. That's what the scriptures say. So he looked at that dove in that old rusty, hard, religious cage, bound up. It was in the area and vicinity of the temple, but it was bound up in a religious form and cage, and he let it go free. He let it go free. Can you imagine those doves all caged up and Jesus Christ released them? He said, it's time to go free. Do you know that when he did this, he probably understood the promise of Acts 2 and 17, which says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. If we want to be fruitful women, we've got to be spirit-filled women. We can't have the fruit of the Spirit without having the Spirit Himself. Jesus purchased our freedom from sin, and He sent us the Comforter, namely the Holy Spirit, who the Bible says will lead you into all truth. He will lead you into all truth. He will lead you to bear all fruit. He doesn't just send the Holy Spirit to us so we will look cute. He doesn't just send us the Holy Spirit so we will look like we are a Christian. He sends us the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us so that we will live a real, fruitful, impactful life. Women are called to bear fruit, not just children, spiritual fruit. So what do you need today? Do you need love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? I'm not talking about gifts. I'm talking about fruit. Because in the Pentecostal church, we like to talk about spiritual gifts. And we will line up to take a small group on how to operate in a spiritual gift. But the Lord wants to see us operating with some spiritual fruit. And then he will use us in the spiritual gifts. Our gifts mean little without the fruit. Our gifts lack power without the fruit. And you may be a woman who's come here today and you're bearing much fruit, but you feel like you're not very special because you feel like you aren't being used in a lot of gifts. If you are a woman that is bearing much fruit, you please the Father. If you are a woman that operates in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, your foot may never step on a platform and you please the Father. You are doing what He has designed you to do. You are being a fruitful woman and the Lord is pleased with you.
Some of you need to let the dove out in your life. You just need to open up your heart. Maybe, maybe something has happened in your life and you've become offended at, at someone who was supposed to be godly but then hurt you. Or maybe at God himself because of something that's happened to you and you don't understand why God allowed it. And so you've allowed that offense and that hurt to, to build up these cages these cages around your heart, and you won't let the Lord in. Some of you today, I pray that the Lord will take a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh to feel His love for you, not His judgment for you, His love for you, His hope for you, His joy for you. Some of you need to open up your heart and quit being so concerned about looking religious and make yourself vulnerable before the Father and say, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, I want to be a woman who is filled with the Spirit. Don't be afraid to clap, to sing, to lift your hands. What does it matter what the lady sitting beside you is thinking? She's probably not going to go home with you unless she is, and then it don't matter because she loves you the best, okay? If she's going home with you, if she's a friend or, or a sister or a mother, what does it matter what people think? We're so concerned with the way things look in 2023, and we're not as concerned as the way they actually are and that is the, the the charge and the challenge I feel like God has given me today is tell my daughters that in, in a world that tells them get the likes get the comments get the accolades get the approval get the affirmation it's not always about that it's about what it actually is what is the actual condition of your heart today today not the condition you wish it were not the condition that anybody thinks it may be what is the actual condition of your heart today because God loves you so much and he cares about that God just doesn't want to use you for your gifts God wants you to produce fruit so you yourself will live a blessed life He's not just our manager. He's our Lord. He's our Father. He loves us. He loves you. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want access to those fruit, I just want you to stand as reverently as you can. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. And I, if this message was for you, we have an altar team. They are ready. They are ready to pray with you. Because I'm believing that God is going to meet somebody today. Listen, we didn't get to this point of the sermon to give up and eat Chick-fil-A. We came to this point in the sermon to respond because God's got something for you that when you grab a hold of it today, you're not leaving here the same way you came in the name of Jesus. You're not leaving bound. You're not leaving depressed. You're not leaving hopeless. You're not leaving broken. You're leaving free because you realize you have access to the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm going to pray over you. And as I pray, I just want you to come. As I pray, I want you to come if that's you. And you say, I want to access this fruit. You tell that to the altar worker. Y'all agree. I believe in the power of agreement. I believe in the laying on of hands. When a sister lays hands on you and says, I believe in that God is going to help you produce love. I'm believing that God is going to give you the joy of your salvation. I'm believing that peace is going to leave. And there's somebody here, you haven't slept well in years. And if you will come and respond, you will leave here differently than the way you came. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I pray over these women right now. And I just pray that, God, we, we give this moment to you. This is your time. And, Lord, we're all just sisters here. We, the, we, this doesn't have to be, we've got to be worried about what anybody thinks. Lord, we're just worried about what you think. We're worried about the condition of our actual heart. And we want to be fruitful women. Lord, not just so that we can use our gifts for you, but so that we ourselves can live a life of peace, love, joy, patience, self-control. God, I pray that you would move on us today. Move in us today. In the Thanks again for joining us on the Forward Church Podcast. We hope today's message was a blessing to you. If you'd like more information, you can check us out on Facebook or at forwardchurchonline.com.